Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Tuesday, October the 25th, 2022. As always, I give God thanks for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, the people, places, and things that God has divinely connected you and I to for such a time as this. It is a terrific Tuesday. We declare it and decree it according to the word of God that said, this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. So we command our souls to be glad in today. We command our souls to rejoice in this day because every day is a blessing. Somebody didn't live to see today somebody got some bad news on last night somebody woke up to some bad news on this morning but nonetheless this this is the day this is the day and that is every day that we wake up every day that we have the measure of strength that we do have some of us may not be moving the way that we used to move but we thank God for the strength and the mobility that we do have. We, we don't work on a deficit mindset. We work on an asset-based mindset. We work on our assets. We work on and we praise God for the things that we do have. We don't worry about what we don't have. That's for God to worry about. And God doesn't worry. Because his word said that he has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So even those things that we think we don't have, in Christ we're lacking nothing. In Christ we're lacking no thing. Why? Because of the word of God says that he would keep no good thing from us. So if I'm supposed to have it, I have it or it's on the way. Right. I may not have it yet, but it's on the way. So we praise his holy name. We are celebrating this week. Every day this week, we are celebrating five years of prayers for your day. What just an awesome blessing. Um, just I am so in awe of God and, and what he is doing in this season in our lives. I will tell you this morning. I'm driving to work and uh, I was contemplating, do I do this, you know, do I pray today for work or do I, I go on in and then I look, got a meeting. But already today, y'all, I mean, I said, well, this is just like the devil. Woke up, was listening to the word of God. All of a sudden I start getting text messages about, um, you know, about an incident that, that happened Um and, it, you know, it, it involves me, you know what I mean? As a leader, you know, one of the things that, and, and I say this as a leader, I don't care what, what type of leadership you may be in. It may be leadership on your job. It may be leadership in the home. Okay. It may be leadership in the church. It may be community leadership. You may be the one, you, it may be the spiritual leader. We are all leaders. So when I say that, uh, I don't want you to think, well, I'm not, I don't do this or I don't do that. You are leading in some capacity. 
you are leading, hear me clearly, in some capacity. You may be leading your children. If you're a man, you may be leading your household. It doesn't necessarily mean on, on your job. But I use that often just as a way so because that's real to me. That That's that's how I show up, right? And so I, had, I, I received some news and, and it has somebody, something to do with, uh, you know, my department and, and leading and things didn't go quite the way I had planned them to go. Now, directly, did I do anything? No. Directly did that person? No, not really, right? But it doesn't matter. What matters is it didn't go the way that it was supposed to go, you know? And sometimes um, life is, is very much like that. Life doesn't go the way we always plan it to go. And in this particular incident, incident, things just happen, right? But in hindsight, uh, you know, checks and balances. If checks and balances uh, would have been in, some, in place, maybe there are no guarantees. Hear me clearly. Even when checks and balances are in place, there are still no, no guarantees that life won't happen. Because life happens to us all. And so as I reflected on that, as, as I got gathered more information, I had to say we didn't have, you know, certain things in place. And again, it's not a knock on, on the person. It's not a knock on me. It's, it's we. And one of the things is as I grow in leadership, as we grow in leadership, right, there are things that we have to understand as leaders. There are things where we just have to, even if it's not us, so to speak, there are things that we have to understand as leaders. See, when you lead people, when you lead your children, when you lead folks in the church, you know, when you are a spiritual leader, when things go well, you know, it's easy to take a pat on the back and say, yes, my, you know, my children, yes, you know, the people on my team, yes, this, yes, that. It's it's easy to take a pat on the back. But as I've grown and matured in leadership, I also know that if I take all the good, that means when things don't go as well as expected, I got to own it. I got to own it. And so as I was reflecting on that, because I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm a little like, oh my goodness, a little frustrated, right? But I have to own it. I have to own it and I have to take a step back. I have to reevaluate why are things going in this way? How can I, how can I uh, teach, right, what it is? I need people to know, not only to help me, but to help them, to help us, because in Christ, we are victorious. And in Christ, we always win. I didn't lose anything, you know, and I don't like to, I don't like for life to happen. None of us do. So I'm constantly reevaluate. Re how can I do this better? the next time 
how will this look differently the next time? And how will I, when it's time for me to speak to it, and I've already spoken to it, say, we did not do X, Y, Z. And next time we will so that there's already a plan in place. Now, is the plan in place guaranteed to work? No, but it but it is guaranteed to catch things a lot faster. It is guaranteed to be able to say, here are all the things we did to prevent this from happening. And so I know today is not our day to, to really talk about the word, but we're going to talk about it anyway. See, everything that I'm talking about is what Jesus did for us. See, Jesus is the ultimate, ultimate leader. When you, when you want to look at leadership, when you want to look at taking the, the highs and the lows with people and for people, look at Jesus. Jesus was innocent. He didn't do anything. He, he was, you know, sin-free, sinless. He did not, he, he bore no sin as, as the Bible says. But one of the things that, that the Bible tells us in Isaiah, as, as we were preparing, as we were preparing for the Messiah, was that he was wounded for what? Our transgressions, right? He was wounded for our transgressions. He was, he was wonderful, bruised for our iniquities. Hear that? It wasn't his, but he bore our sins. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Upon him. He bore it all. He took it all. He didn't say, uh-uh, you did that. You did that. He didn't say that iniquity. You did that. That's on you. In fact, the Bible says he sits at the right hand of the father making intercession for us. Making intercession for us. He's rooting for us. He's covering us. Through, 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 through his words. He is taking care on us. You know, he, he was, he, 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 he was, and he is taking care of us. You know, God is amazing. Jesus, you know what I mean? The, the, the three in the one, the Holy Trinity. The, the Holy Trinity. You know, I, I thank God that um, he did all of that for us because that's what good leaders do. That, and I'm sorry, you all, I got distracted because my text message went off about uh, what I was speaking about earlier. But I want to get back on this because it's important for us to know that as leaders, even in our home, we have a responsibility. I can't take all the good 
and not acknowledge if things don't if things don't happen right. Now, am I the result of it? No, but I have a responsibility to be re to be reflective. I have a responsibility if it's my children to bring my children in close and say, okay, yeah, this happened. I didn't see it happening. I didn't I didn't know that that this was going to happen. I thought I had, you know, by doing this or doing that, I thought I had shielded us. And then I opened myself up. God, what could I have done differently? That's where that wisdom in. That's that's that wisdom, that soul searching. That's where that humbling yourself comes from. When you say, what could I have done differently? What could what could I have done differently? What should I have done differently? And then guess what? You you go back and you do it again. And you do it again. That's why prayer is so important. The, the Bible says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. Knowledge. Homes are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. I'm going to say that again. Homes are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. People are getting sick in their bodies for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge. We have to know what the Bible says. And we've talked about this. Don't make, don't do things on your own. And as leaders, you really, if you are a single mother, you are leading your home. You are leading your home. If you are a man, you are called to lead your home. You are, you are called to lead your home spiritually. Now, your wife may be the one that's doing it now, but it is really your calling to lead your home. So what are you doing, man of God? That leads your home in a way that is respectable, respectable to your wife and to your children. What are you doing? How are you holding your children and your wife accountable in their relationship with God? Are you praying with them? Are you reading the word with them? Are you getting up and, and, and going to church? Are you the first one out the door? Are you saying, you know, as for me in my house, Right. We will serve the Lord. Are you saying to your to your choose this day who you're going to serve? But as for me in my house. If you are the spiritual leader, woman of God, are you respecting your husband? Because husbands are called to love. Wives are called to respect. Woman of God, are you respecting your husband? And if you are single and you desire to be married, are you reading the word of God so that when you get in position, you, you know how to support the spiritual leader in your home? And if you're an older woman, are you in position to look for a man who can lead you spiritually? See, when you're young, you might just find a man. 
you know, because he's cute or whatever. But when you get older and you know what you know, does he have a relationship with God? And I and I hear a lot of a lot of uh, men say this. You you have to get to a point and in, into an age where you don't date or you don't court on potential, but instead you you court and date on purpose. On purpose, you get a certain age where you just settle in your spirit that you are living your life on purpose. You're living your life on purpose. Your relationships are on purpose, not by chance, but are on purpose. You are dating on purpose. Not, you know, if you don't want to get married or whatever, that's between, you know, you and the Lord. But I'm talking about, but you are dating or you allowing people in your circle that if you would choose to say yes, they would fit the bill. We're not, we're, we're not, many of us are not young anymore. And many of us have not been taught those things. But everything that we do, once you know God, then everything you sh do should be on purpose, should be intentional. From the time you spend with him to how you lead to your connections, everything should be on purpose. Why? Because tomorrow is not promised. Okay, guys, that was our talk for today. And I apologize that I got uh, distracted. Um, but nonetheless, we're excited and we celebrate. And I pray that this was something that you can hold to. Are you, are you intentionally leading? Are you leading on purpose? Love you all. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye.